0: Hey everyone, welcome to Probably Science, I'm Matt Kirshen, sat next to me for the first time in quite a while is Andy Wood. Yeah, good to have you back. It's nice to be back. How was the trip? It was great,
1: it was great, it was really good. You did. I uh, did the Infinite Monkey Cage live at Glastonbury. I that's did crazy. do that.
0: They failed to fit in a plug for probably that's science, smart, despite me requesting right. it. But there we go. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Also, um, just did Star Talk Radio as well in New York. What? So let me guess. No plug. For, no,
1: no, no. We got plugs in there. That's amazing. I didn't know that. That's great. that was a
0: Jan 11. Friend of the show, Jan 11 was guest hosting, sitting in for Neil deGrasse. Sweet Tyson and. Uh, I don't know why, I just felt the urge to finish his name there. I was like, it feels rude just to do two-thirds of the name. Uh, but, um... And also because I didn't know where the natural join comes in the name. Like, is DeGrasse Tyson his full surname? Or is DeGrasse his middle name, so it would be fine to call him Neil DeGrasse?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I assume... Uh, which which, things are, which uh, bits are like bracketed? It's of a last name, but maybe it's his middle name. He just likes to do the full... I don't know.
0: Who knows? Who knows? I didn't get a chance to ask him because he wasn't there. Uh... But, listeners but, can but go to Ray Weiss was there for one of the two episodes I did. Oh, cool! Ray Weiss, one of the three main architects of Lego. That's awesome. so. There we go. I was all over other rival, substantially more successful science podcasts over the last few days or last few weeks.
1: And uh, listeners can go to StarTalkRadio.com to listen to that episode yeah. and Infinite Monkey Cage. Um, It'll be it's sure on the BBC if
0: you just search yeah. Infinite yeah. Monkey Cage. It, that comes. That one's already out. Star Talk's not coming out for a little bit. But yeah, it was great. Glastonbury was awesome. Uh, Greece was really cool. Thank you all the Greek comedy fans who came out to those shows was it was it mostly English speaking expats or no, it was nearly it was nearly all Greek people who there just, were almost no expats, but yeah their their English is good enough yeah, yeah um I slowed it down a little bit, just but then again, I do that when I'm in America at the beginning of my sets, just because it takes a little while to tune into my accent right um, but yeah, they were great and it's just it's one. Of, like I was on the bill with or I did one of the show with some local Greek comedians as well and it's like this really cool like y- young scene so wow. it,
1: and they're doing comedy in English or they
0: were doing comedy in Greek okay um, for the most part but it's just like you know the the scene they, they sort of apparently had a comedy scene about sort of 15 years ago but it wasn't that successful and it kind of died and uh, and now there's like this resurgence of young excited comedy savvy people who've you know, watching all the stuff on YouTube from America and Britain and everywhere, and awesome. just wanting to be good and spurring each other on, and it's really cool. And I got to do—I didn't realize quite like when I got there. They're like, "So, how long are you going to do for your show? Like an hour, hour and a half, like or something?" I was like, "Okay, all right, let's see how this goes." But yeah, yeah it was great. It was—it was a joy. Uh, we've got two guests, and it's—it's it's a Pacific Northwest special. Mm-hmm. Uh, two people who have fine comedians in their right, and also people who are instrumental in local cool comedy scenes.
1: That's true. Yeah, yeah, we have Derek Sheen and Sean Jordan with us today.
0: Yo. Hey. Hello. Thank Both God. of them. yeah. Him. The two of whom ran two of my favorite gigs that I did last year. You you did Laugh Riot. I did Laugh Riot with yes. you in, in Seattle and then with Sean everything.
2: Di- in Portland. Yeah, it was, such, it was such a fun show to run. Yeah. It was nice to be able to run a fun show in a, in a good city like that. I don't know, I was really excited. Yeah,
0: sort of speaking of cool up and coming scenes with people just spurring each other on to be better. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I I, I Portland doing amazing stuff. Seattle is uh still there <laughs> it's Oh, the city.
1: It's, it's so crazy city. that that's like the, the <laughs> feeling cuz it was the exact opposite 10 years I ago. I know it used it to was... be
3: like a real like a boom town, like a comedy boom town, yeah, but yeah. but I, you know, I mean it, everything is in in a in an ebb and flow. So They'll be on their way back up pretty soon, I hope.
1: Yeah, I mean, is Seattle becoming more affordable as Portland explodes and becomes less?
3: No, in fact, it's worse because uh, Amazon and Facebook are now there. Oh, right, of course. Yeah, yeah. They now have a thing called uh, uh, micro-apartments, which are 400 square feet, and they're $1,100 a month. Jesus. Yeah, and people—they're sold out. They're sold out. So that's how people live now. For that work for Amazon. That's an Amazon amazing box. rebranding of shitty apartments. Sounds yeah. like such a bummer. Micro units. What they are micro units. Is what they call. Yeah, them.
1: What's the usual square footage for like a studio? Like six or seven hundred? Or yeah,
3: than? yeah, six or seven hundred square feet. This is this is four hundred square feet with a uh, shareable bathroom.
1: Shareable. Oh shareable yeah. my god! And it's eleven hundred. Yeah. 1100. yeah. <sighs> Fuck everything.
3: Uh, or I, I can't remember.
1: I still don't even have a place locked in for August 1st for where I'm living. So uh, I've tentatively. It's looking likely I'll be in West Hollywood, but I'm going to jinx it by just putting on a recording. We'll see.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. You, you found the potential place. It's dire
1: out there. Yeah. Um, yeah we'll talk about it off air, but uh, <laughs> I think it, it, if it works out, it'll be a good central location to record this, and I think I'll have enough space for that. So, so be able to keep this going. Not too far from you. I mean, yeah, at least it's, it's over
0: the cool. hill and it, it also has like a huge pool right end. of course there's a giant pool and is there a bunch parking. of
2: hummingbirds that I can look at yeah. while we're
1: recording there's none of that there's barely any daylight that comes uh, in um, <laughs> two older guys you're still sharing with <laughs> of course oh god <laughs> that's what you missed out on like, I didn't oh. know that the other day on Sunday when <laughs> but we there are two weird guys in he was in bringing the...
2: like a bowl of chili to his room and I'm like Who the fuck is that?
1: Oh, now there's a third random guy who's just (laughs) living in... I I keep wanting to call Jesse and tell him, like, there's so many people that just live in his room I've never met. And I'm like, are they paying you? Because I think he's paying rent while he's gone. It's very bullshit. He knocked on my... He walked in on me in a compromising position yesterday to get the uh, router reset. And I'm like, I I don't know who you are. Also, why are you going to knock if the next thing is you open the door before you wait to hear if the knock (laughs) is responded to? Fucking dirty scumbags. Yeah, his... I, I think it's a friend of brendan's or something he was like wandering around during the pool party like spraying off tupperware boxes (laughs) and not making eye contact with anybody it's just spraying off tupperware like they're trying to clear out the garage which has 50 years of shit all right it's always it's been hoarder after hoarder has lived in this house so um they realize they have to get rid of their things but yeah it's it's a it's a nightmare a nightmare with a nice pool so i'm looking forward to being gone Wow. Although we do have to, we have to like shoot some. I think a friend of the show, Rachel Porter, was talking about shooting some pictures of, of one of the last recordings we'll do here, just to get for oh, posterity. Yeah. We should do that. So, and we should uh, we keep talking about this. We'll do a, a Facebook Live. Let's say the next li- recording we do here, we'll do a little Facebook Live before we could so. do
0: that now. We could start it now. We Is could. It too late? No, it's not too late. You could certainly start it. You want to do it on your phone? Too late. Can you do it from the computer? Does that work? No, it's only from phones. Oh, God. Stupid Facebook
1: <laughs> but it is a pretty cool Double thing we had a We had a bunch of thing. listeners um watch us the last time we did it. it. It is pretty easy to uh document a podcast or an incident of police brutality it's uh It runs the gamut what you can do with uh <laughs> this
3: Facebook is the only Live. two things do yeah' it's
1: podcasting for. and um stop and frisks um Should we get into some stories or oh, I guess first we should ask our listeners.
0: We should. should I guess it's
1: been a long time. It's been a while, Andy, hasn't it? How's how's
0: that working out for you?
1: (laughs) I got a lot on my mind these days. So
0: hang on. Do I have to go to the Facebook app?
1: This is something we shouldn't do right now. <laughs> probably, uh, I think either that or go to the pages one, so you can do it from probably science.
0: Okay, uh, yeah, you ask I'm the question sure. while I try and film. Okay. while I play Let's, with my phone. Let me start I don't even with know Derek you Sheen. Book live. I don't even know what it is.
1: It's just a Periscope competitor thing. Oh, okay. It's just live video.
0: Oh yeah, right.
1: Um, and it's better because it shows up right away in in people's feeds. They don't have to go to a different.
2: That's app. what that is. Yeah, if you okay. see someone that says Andy live Wood was live page.
1: or is live, yeah, you can. And then afterwards, it's like automatically uploaded as a video you can watch. Gotcha. So, yeah. Actually, uh-huh. if, you go, if you go to Probably Sciences page on Facebook, we have the video still up from uh, I think it was about a month ago. We shot a little video. If you want to see what the backyard looks like and what we uh, what our stupid little setup looks like, it's you can stupid check that about out. What's going on? This is fantastic. <laughs> no, I mean like the recording setup, but uh, yeah, no, the pool's nice. It's just it comes at a price as everything does. Yeah, I yeah. Mean. Um, so we always ask our guests before we get started on stories what their science background is, and that can range from anything from uh, I, I dropped out of my first chemistry class to I have a PhD. It doesn't really matter. But Derek Sheen, what is your science background?
3: Uh, I believe my last the last time I had anything to do with science was junior high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, no, no, I did I did do uh, basic chemistry when I was in Scientology school. So. <laughs> That might have been the last time I had anything to Could do with back it. Back up a second. Yeah,
1: did you say Scientology Yeah, school? I went to
3: Scientology school on accident for uh, <laughs> two years. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Where in, in the country the were you In the mountains of Sheridan, Oregon. You got to tell them the whole Sheridan, thing. Sheridan, Oregon.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's back up further. So- My
3: mom was a science fiction fan, and they were okay. going to send me to a private school, and that was the one she found, and she was like, you like science fiction. Why don't I send you to L. Ron Hubbard school? No. And she had no idea what Scientology was. And you had no idea. I had no idea. And you were how old? 14. Uh, and are we allowed to
1: say your age? So listeners can understand that maybe that wasn't as Googleable? 46. So this was not as google at the time. So you, right, you yeah, there was no due Google. Due yeah, there was no Google. Yeah, yeah.
3: No, they sent a, uh, they sent a, a willing agent out to the house to interview me. Uh, and it was a really expensive school. And I found out what Scientology was the second day I was there. I was like, this is bananas. <laughs> And I was stuck there for two years, yeah. Two what, years? I did, do, I did do two auditing courses and got cleared level one uh, just did for fun. you have to fun. hold on to those tin cans? Oh, yeah, I did do the e-meter. Uh, you have to do the e-meter the every time e- you're doing a, <laughs> auditing for a class so oh they can my. make sure that you're... Uh,
0: so this was God. in lieu of actual school? Like, instead of yeah. going to yeah. high school or it's middle school, school, it would have been at that school. time? Yeah.
3: yeah, it's a boarding school. It's in an old what? monastery in Sheridan. I... The How Delphian I, school.
1: I've known you for 10 years. How did I not know this <laughs> I thought I told you about this. No,
2: uh, maybe yeah. in I passing.
3: Nobody knew. Maybe in passing. Yeah, so it's the Delphian school in Sheridan. I went there for uh, two years. <laughs> I faked my way through auditing courses just for fun to see what it was like and uh, got, cleared, got cleared an entire level.
1: What, what was the social life like at a Scientology school?
3: Uh, it was w- pretty weird. I mean, I went to school with Juliette Lewis. What? And her brother, yeah. They went there. Oh uh, God. Chick Corea's kids went there. Giovanni Ribisi? Uh No, I don't think he was around at the time. But uh, I know there was a few other celebrity kids. Clint Eastwood's kid was there.
1: No, the one who's like uh, everyone's, uh, yeah. the internet's boyfriend?
3: Yeah, Jeffrey Lewis, uh, he sent his kids there, and he was friends, of course, with Eastwood, so he talked him into sending his kid there. Uh Jesus. But, I mean, I didn't know. At 14, I was like, who? who cares? I was just more interested in, like, uh, just how weird, like it was just a weird place Adults uh, Who were just complete failures at everything else And they got stuck in this school Yeah, uh, had Working for free Volunteering their time, just a bunch of sad sacks
1: Damn And then when you left, did you have to do any kind of like Exit interview, deprogramming thing? or what?
3: No, in fact they were glad to see me go By the okay, time I left they didn't care. Yeah, I had a lot of incidences where like they, I was unethical, I was suppressive uh, <laughs> You were an well, SP What are yeah. the punishments? Um the punishments were like uh not getting to go on uh outings uh getting uh less like I didn't get to have any snacks in the snack bar I got my account shut down <laughs> it's I had like prison Yeah I was basically <laughs> isolated uh one time though I got them back I put some chocolate it was they did a thing where they took your mattresses out every season to switch them out and clean them out Yeah So I had Easter candy, uh, I had a giant chocolate Easter bunny, and I just put it between my mattresses and just let it sit there for three months. And then when they pulled my mattress out, they had to call me up to the head office, and they were like, do you have a problem? Do you want to talk about what's happening? Because your mattress has some stains on it. You pooped in the middle of your bed. And I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) This is the funniest (laughs) thing that's ever happened. You're grabbing the tin cans while you're talking about the chocolate (laughs) bunnies. just holding on. Those machines are what they used to. Those are actually machines they used in the 50s. Uh, They were alarm systems that metered for people who wet the bed. That's where these machines oh, really? came from. Yeah, they I don't were, know what the tin can things are that you. Guys well, the tin about. can things they added. He bought the machines. He bought all of them, and then refigured the machines. Like he added the thing because all, all it does is just judge moisture. Right. Uh, so, so it's
0: just like a basic resistance meter. Yeah,
3: it? yeah. And so they used he used those. They they were very popular for a little while in the fifties. That people would put the the uh, the gauge in their kids' beds, and then if there was moisture, the needle would go up and set off an alarm. Okay. And wake the child up or the parents.
1: Or uh, the redheaded country singer living in the bunk below Arnold in the episode of Different Strokes. Oh no, the opposite! It was the that's red- right. Was Arnold in the bed, or was he? And then he opened up an umbrella when that alarm went off underneath because oh, right. his- he didn't want to get peed on yeah. by the kid. Yeah. it
3: was Arnold in the bottom bunk. Oh God, that's right. I forgot.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. So,
3: uh, did you learn how to write science fiction? <laughs> no, in fact, uh, the worst part is uh, if you've never read Al Ron Hubbard, it's the mo- worst, worst. It's awful. It's just dr- drudging. It's terrible science fiction. In science fiction at it its worst. Yeah. Uh, but we had to read Battlefield Earth. Mm-hmm. Everybody had to read it. It was requir- required reading, but they also gave you the cassette to listen to. Of uh, the Edgar Winter Group soundtrack,
1: yeah, I just watched a video about about Scientology music last night ah, about space nice jazz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Edgar Winter's soundtrack, and it came with
3: like there was six cassettes that was supposed to match up with the book, so we had to listen to that at the same time.
0: Yeah, because the last book it you matches ever wrote, up like while you like read that's it? the Scientology version of playing the Wizard of Oz while watching <laughs> exactly. while listening to the wall. <laughs> they
2: wanted so you to true. listen to music while you read the
3: book, yeah, they wanted you to listen to the Edgar Winter uh, soundtrack because it was designed to uh, play and inspired by the book. So what?
1: Yeah, it was. It was the last book he wrote. It wasn't battle. It was something else with Earth and Mother. No, not Mother Earth.
3: He wrote like ten of those books. Or, yeah, or whatever
1: something. the last one was, that inspired an Edgar, Edgar Winter concept album of the same name. But then there's also like space jazz albums mm-hmm. that Elron himself. Sort oh, yeah. of sings on. He Base sings
3: baseballs. on and plays uh, uh, synthesizer on as well.
1: And then he get like Ch- Chick Corea plays on one of these uh, on one of the like Sea Org jazz ensemble
3: oh, man. things.
1: Like there's all this Scientology music out there.
3: Sea Org. I remember uh, at one point uh, one of the counselors, <laughs> uh, a guy named Mick, who was like a, one of the older guys who always wore a suit every day, but he also sold carpets down at Oceanside mm-hmm. on the weekends to make money because you don't. Know, they gave everything. They tied everything. Right. Right. But he took marimba lessons with Chick Korea. and Amazing. then during a di- during dinner, he they wheeled out this huge marimba, and then he played along with uh, some dude from Chick Korea's band. Wow! And we had to we had to. It was so awful. God, I mean, just marimba jazz is just a unique form all unto itself. But
1: but th- so you, you did take some actual science classes though at this school.
3: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We did. I did all kinds of stuff there. I did. Uh, I mean, I took music. I took uh, science, uh, geometry, math. Uh, I mean they it wasn't like it's weird that I actually learned a lot from that school because of the way they taught. I uh-huh. loved the setup, but the curriculum is real weird, you know, because they always injected stuff in there
0: that This is what I understand about Scientology is and and same goes for uh, things like Landmark Forum and a lot of these sort of culty pseudo bullshitty things is in the earlier levels they just pull loads of different things from various self-help and personal advancement courses and there's some sense and some truth in all of them so like the earlier levels they do kind of make a certain amount of sense and they do have a certain amount of positive effect and then they just dive headlong (laughs) Uh, into bullshit yeah the first like
3: the first chapter of Dale Carnegie's book Makes a lot of sense, right? And then when this you get how past to win that, friends and influence yeah. people, I've never read it. Oh, it's it's great because then when you get past that, it starts to get real creepy, real fast. And you can tell that, like, there's going to be... Was there a
1: cult associated with that, too? Or yeah, what?
3: well, he's the guy that kind of started the, the landmark form. Dale Carnegie oh. was the, the uh, I mean...
1: Back when it was called Psy or PSI yeah, or whatever he, it was.
3: you know, he wasn't a Carnegie. He changed his last name right, right. to Carnegie, so it sounded like he was rich and affluent, and people would follow him. Right. He had some name like, you know, uh, like Randy Borshtick or something, <laughs> Yeah and... You know how those borschticks are? uh the, from the dancing borschticks <laughs> up, up in the Andes. Just broke. Yeah, Just <laughs> they came no down money. from the mountains of New York.
1: Amazing. Um, so, Sean, I I I feel like we should have started with you because I don't know how you can top Scientology school. But no, what's your
2: uh, what's your science background? Lincoln High School, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Like <laughs> which
1: cult runs that school?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mooney Patriots, the Lincoln Patriots. <laughs> okay, so, so Dale Carnegie, I'm looking this up. He was. He was called Carnegie, but spelled nothing like the famous Carnegie, and right. he changed this. Yeah, he changed. It was he. His family spelled it C A R N A G E Y, mm. and then he spelled changed it to C A R N E G I E, which is the the Carnegie, the, the famous the Carnegie, fame, the yeah. whole spelling. <laughs> he in a couple Trumped
2: letters dude. Those couple letters make the difference.
1: It also confused me as a kid because I thought he was part of that.
0: Damn. That's how they get you, man. I thought it was like Tony Robbins. Like, well, yeah,
1: easy for you to be a motivational speaker. You come from uh, ice cream money, you know. So I thought Dale Carnegie was also like. Uh, did he really? Did Baskin he? Baskin Robbins, Tony Robbins. Yeah,
2: I did not know that. Yeah, you're. Ki- are you? You're. you're no, long.
1: I'm not kidding. Baskin Tony Robbins. Robbins. Tony Robbins. <laughs> it's is Baskin right Robbins. Baskin yeah. Robbins. I mean, I hope that's true. Now I'm Googling it. Well, there's also not true. there's I the, true too. the <laughs> other Robbins sick. kid
3: who was a... Uh, he was, a if I remember correctly, a dietician who wrote a book uh, defaming
0: uh, the, the his family's business. Tony Robbins is also six foot seven. He's, giant. He's a big guy. So, like, yeah, you're going to be motivated and confident if you're a six foot seven billionaire. <laughs> yeah. All you got to do is be a foot taller than the average human and... Be born into extreme affluence. That's funny,
2: and you're just going to be happy all the time. You just, you know, it's going to be so, fun. Uh, just
3: a mega-rich, affluent, uh, uh, intimidating golem of a man. <laughs> I wouldn't like being six seven. Hang on a second. Wait,
1: wait. Wikipedia wait. doesn't say it, but CelebrityNetWorth.com dot com says he's the son of the founder of Baskin Robbins.
0: Interesting, because so. Wikipedia says his his upbringing was kind of shitty. Uh, oh, he was born Anthony J Mahav Mahavoric in North Hollywood, just actually just around the corner from here. His surname was, uh, he was of Croatian origin, the eldest of three children. His parents divorced when he was seven. His mother then had a series of husbands, (laughs) including Jim Robbins, a former semi-professional baseball player who legally adopted Anthony when he was 12. His father could not provide for their family, so he left them. His mother started abusing alcohol and prescription drugs sometime after. When growing up, Robbins was primary caregiver and helped provide for his siblings. Uh... He was elected student body president in his senior year and grew 10 inches in high school. A growth, birth later attributed to a pituitary tumour. His home life was chaotic, he says, and abusive. When he was 17 years old, his mother chased him out of the house with a knife and he never returned. He worked as a janitor and did not attend college.
1: I apologize. I got halfway through this article before I realized I was reading about uh, John John Robbins. John Robbins, he's the author, right? He's the He's the nutritionist, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, guys, listen, I can't, I can't bat a thousand on this podcast. Sometimes yeah. I gotta talk out now my I ass. I feel
2: bad that Tony Robbins did actually come. From- yeah, yeah okay. he actually did. He actually I, did. Uh, and
3: also his extreme sorry, height Tony. was because of uh, growth. Hormone yeah, so problem. None-
4: <laughs> I <laughs> really,
3: <laughs> I really, ass- I he had a I really shitty life and, and then got super tall in high school, which probably made him freakish. Way less confident everybody. <laughs> yeah, than you than you normally would be. Yeah. Tony, hey, you welcome to come understand.
0: on the podcast and <laughs> so we can we can mend yeah. these fences. Have you ever seen any talks though by uh, Hubert Baskins? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Extremely demotivational. Yeah, <laughs> like it really sucks all the joy out of your life.
1: The power of pralines and cream. It's a powerful
0: <laughs> book, man. Just sit there
3: i can 't believe couch. I thought Tony Robbins <sighs> sorry John robbins i remember I only remember him because I read a book I, somebody wanted, I, when I was going vegan, somebody sent me his book to read and uh and I was like, this guy just seems like a snotty rich kid who's just trying to shit on his family 's legacy.' Because mm-hmm. he was just talking about how shitty ice cream was oh, for you, and I'm like, on. oh, come Everyone on! Everyone
1: knows it's just for fun once in a
2: while. Yeah, you don't eat it all day. Nobody live.
3: I mean, there are a few people who live on ice cream, and those people aren't allowed to open their own mail. Sometimes, so it's fine.
1: Sometimes
2: you get a hot eat. Sometimes you get a cool, cool treat, treat. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, By the way, whatever your day is about.
1: There was a time when I loved uh, daiquiri ice, the, sor- sorb, the flavor ah, at uh, Baskin Robbins, sure. enough that my parents like had to like look up and make sure there wasn't alcohol in it. Like, they were worried <laughs> there might actually be.
2: Why does Andy always want to go get daiquiri
0: ice? He gets super <laughs> angry when he doesn't have it. Yeah. You remember how like, like Andy was raised as a 65 year old maiden aunt? Yeah.
3: <laughs> always, every time he has his daiquiri ice, he wants to play pinochle. and...
1: <laughs> he starts to have strong opinions about races that he didn't mention before yeah so yeah also Kahlua there was some Kahlua branded flavor ah, that, that I liked for some favorite. reason it was the two liquor flavored things that I liked a lot I, <laughs> I went really
0: through a kid. Bailey's phase when I was about 17 oh I, I didn't actually drink Kahlua I mean like there was a
1: yeah. Kahlua ice cream okay. a kid yeah yeah
2: Bailey's is super good Baileys also Baskin-Robbins like- still the 31 flavors still holding on to that
0: it's like yeah. They could do a little better than Do they retire Do they retire they, a 31? flavor When a new one comes in Is that Do they always know. keep it A consistent number of flavors I, I don't know I think what they 30
1: 31's just not that much It's not And I don't think They actually they, they they abandoned it Except for leaving it As like a hidden thing In the logo There's a three and a one okay. And the, the B has like a three in it And uh They're not holding on To like advertising No it's just like A little Crazy amount of flavors Easter egg But I think they can do How many flavors they want I'm not going to Google it because I'm sick of being wrong.
2: Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Google. If you Googled it, you wouldn't be wrong.
1: Disabusing me of my, uh, my favorite piece of motivational speaker trivia.
2: Goddamn Tony Robbins, a rich, tall billionaire.
1: Yeah.
3: All lanky and stuff. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's me, Tony, just having a growth spurt. My mom just chased
2: me out of the house with a knife. <laughs> Shut up, freak. <laughs>
3: no, you can't be on the basketball team, dude. <laughs> you cry every time somebody throws the ball at you, weirdo. What do you think he's worth? Uh, 1.6 billion.
1: 480 million. Ooh. God. According to time. Okay, anyway, Sean, your background in science. We got super <laughs> sidetracked today, but it's worth it, I think. Uh,
2: not I don't know. Nothing really passed. Did you like school. it?
1: Did you dislike it?
2: <clears throat> yeah, I loved it. Um, We... In uh, anatomy, I dissected a pig. That was about the farthest I got in so any sort of science. Yeah. I guess I was. I majored in psychology in college, that science? sort of counts. Yes. I mean, yeah. That's
0: yeah. totally. Yeah.
2: I just, all right. So, all right, so I guess the highest class would be like m- to, methods of uh, psychology I took in college. And well, if you did was, like,
0: psychology class. as well, did you have to do a stats course? You normally do for something like that. I would have got there, but I didn't, okay. I didn't graduate college.
1: Oh. Yeah. oh. Was that because of comedy?
2: I just didn't want, it was because of skateboarding actually okay. I just didn't want to, <laughs> all I wanted to do was skateboard My mom's like, try college, so I tried it And I, I did well in psychology and sociology I really enjoyed it, and nothing else So I just skateboarded all the time Went to did school you,
1: sometimes Did you like want to go, get sponsorship and stuff? Like be a professional I, I, yeah, I, I don't know enough about him. the world to know how realistic yeah. that
0: even is as, like, how, how can you say you know it? nothing about the world? We're sitting in the very same spot we're as never, Tony Hawk. Never pro never skateboarder Tony Hawk
2: yeah, it would have been fantastic. I was kind of taught, like, I wanted to be a psychology professor is what I would have liked to do with school. That's kind of what I wanted to do, but then I was realized you had to go for four more years for teaching, and I just, I don't know. Yeah. Didn't have it in me. I didn't, I didn't want to spend the money knowing that I wasn't fully invested in that.
1: Yeah, so. Worked on those kickflips, and
0: here you worked are. Worked on the kickflips, yeah, yeah. and here I am.
2: Moved to California eventually. I made it.
0: Yeah, how could you... Uh, are you hoping for another drought?
2: No, just to, for more swimming pools. Just for more swimming pools
0: to really get the scene going.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll be that guy. I'll be the pool guy. I'll be. I'll. I'll revamp the pool scene.
1: Wasn't that, I forgot, I, I've seen the documentary, but was there a, a drought or just kind of a depression? Like, why were there so many fallow swimming I pools?
0: I thought it was because of a drought that yeah, they that all the, the pools were empty, and that's where, like, ramp skateboarding started in the and empty A lot of people pools. went
2: broke, right? They're, like, just too broke, and they had to move out of their houses and maybe fill their pools. But, yeah. Yeah, the pool skating kind of... Dis- <laughs> we could just talk about skateboarding sure, the whole time. Yeah. I, w- I could talk about that <laughs> for
0: th- the next couple hours. Well, I, I think I want to do this story just because I just found it. It's it wasn't one. on our original list, but <laughs> I know we have... We, you were just talking about the fact that you, di- you did some dissection at college. Uh-huh. Uh, I know we have a lot of Australian listeners. This might be the most Australian science story you've had. Uh, Australian man admits to amateur testicle surgery. Uh... And the story in the BBC starts with the phrase, an amateur surgeon in Australia. I don't think you can call him an amateur surgeon, really. You're either a surgeon or you're not. Is he really a surgeon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah, you can't just do it on the weekends. Like, you can't, you know. Yeah. If you've just done it once, I don't think
3: you count as a surgeon just because you have done be. surgery. This is What, he's an open mic surgeon? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just showing up once a month.
2: Yeah, you can't call yourself... I just do it, you know, I just do it to meet friends out of
0: bars. (laughs) (laughs) Just to (laughs) hang out in circles. these hobbyist (laughs)
3: surgeons, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: An amateur surgeon in Australia has pleaded guilty to removing the left testicle of a man who could not afford professional medical treatment. Alan George Matthews, 56, admitted to removing tissue from the man without consent or authority at a motel in Port uh, Macquarie, north of Sydney. Um, Port Macquarie? I'm not sure, M-A-C-Q-U-A-R-I-E is how it's spelled. Police said the 52-year-old victim posted an online ad requesting assistance with a medical issue. (laughs) He'd been suffering for years after being kicked in the groin by a horse. (laughs) This just becomes more and more Australian as the story goes on. Is Florida officially part of Australia?
3: (laughs) (laughs) For years he'd been suffering, before he put an ad in the paper for an extra surgery, Like, oh, I got it. You know what? This is my last straw. This is it. I'm taking out an ad.
1: Have you been kicked in the groin by a horse?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Police became aware of the case in June, when the man attended hospital after the wound he suffered during the operation became infected. Officers raided Matthew's home... Uh, And seized medical equipment Firearms And four bottles of what they suspected to be amyl nitrate Poppers (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think if I like their novelty room deodorizers (laughs) Um, Prosecutors allege that Matthews was not authorized to perform such a procedure As he was not a qualified or registered medical practitioner he also pleaded guilty in court this week to illegally possessing a gun and two counts of possessing or attempting to prescribe a restricted substance. Amazing. So,
3: so, but he in the beginning of that article, it says without consent. Whose like, consent does that imply? So did he He just took a guy's ball? Did it say without,
2: without consent? It did say without consent. The, it doesn't make any sense. The
1: guy consented in the form of asking for him to come over via an ad. Yeah.
0: Maybe they just mean... The guy. Oh, it says without consent or authority. So I guess authority. it's. I th- oh, okay, I guess it's the authority part of that yeah. sentence. That but if was... somebody
2: consents, like if Derek says, "I want my pinky gone," and I just chop it off. If he
0: said I can do it, how am I? How's that? Occurring? I still
1: think it's illegal. Really? Yeah. For the same reason this
0: is. And well, it I don't be. know because the... there's a certain level of like there are certain body mods that people in piercing studios will do that are relatively extreme. Um they they won't do amputation. Split your right? tongue. No, that like, kind but no, of stuff. things like yeah, exactly tongue a perfect, you're, you're you're splitting is perfect. Tucking your
3: urethra—that's a big one. That's... Yeah, you can, <sighs> you can split your dick like the banana thing, like Chuck Negron. for had a, had a roommate, Night. I had a roommate who did that. It was <laughs> what, what? Played, yeah, I had a roommate who did that, and it was actually put uh, like he had rings all the way down his cock. <sighs> he had it split in half. So could he, he had still to, use it? Yeah, but when he, he had to sit down to pee, that was his big thing. Is uh, he couldn't pee standing up because it would just go everywhere. Right. He just went to Australia. But, I mean, and came back it? with rings in his. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he lived in a he lived in a squat in New York, and then uh, uh, got a rat bite and uh, infected everything. So. Called a micro. apartment. Yeah, is it a micro apartment? Yeah. But he also had a tattoo on the head of his penis. It was a pentagram. So oh, what okay. do you do? yeah. Maybe he's living around free. Whatever you're gonna, you know, whatever you can do for laughs, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to <laughs> live life, man.
1: Did you ask him like what it? Was it just for aesthetics Or does he It must be obviously Yeah it's, it's gotta be for, for aesthetics it doesn't
3: feel better Or something Yeah or, I mean I think He tried to convince me That it was like It made everything better And I'm like no It, way, it, it can't no you know, It can only make you better If like you're Like if your life If your dad just punched you Every day <laughs> Then you just have
0: a fetish where pain is the only, yeah. you know, that's the only relayer you have to yeah. pleasure, so. Ugh. And I, if your dad was always drawing satanic symbols on the end of your penis. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just, you want to just make that permanent, yeah.
0: Dad, <laughs> you don't have to draw it. It's the there. You don't necro- to, the necronomicon. You do do it ever again. It's just, <laughs> put it there. The necronomicon. <laughs> Hey, should we do a slightly more highbrow story? In fact, that, that was high, high, highbrow. Do we have to move on before it I can doesn't do my... Say what they before did. I can do
1: my... That's not a scalpel. That's a scalpel <laughs> joke. Come on,
0: guys. Well, it's done now. Rocking it's out, out there. It's there. its it is. It can't my be put away. A
1: piece of Australian culture
0: knowledge. There we go. That's yes. not true. We've mentioned Young Einstein on here many true. times. We've got Yahoo, uh, Serious and Paul Hogan, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, there's a freaking probe in orbit of Jupiter the Juno probe and it's returned its first picture as of press time as of time go- like this is pretty amazing yeah. like we have got a probe upstream extremely, extremely amazing there's a they, they got a it's probe insane. up in Jupiter huge scientific project uh negoc- like having to navigate immense radiation uh yeah, it won't good. last very long but it's incredibly well shielded just to get just about enough life out of it um they were afraid it wasn't going to make it all the way right yeah the fact that it, um if you so, if you saw the footage of when they got like the official notification that it had got into the correct orbit like yeah. it it got there and done its job, they were like, holy, yeah, they were delirious. I mean, imagine that feeling.
2: If you were one of the engineers or the mathematicians or somebody who calculated how the
0: trajectory and all that, you'd just fucking flip out. It's also, I don't know how long ago this one launched. Uh, See if I can find out, but... I thought it was five years ago. Yeah, NASA's
3: still capable of doing amazing stuff. I mean, I, I don't understand why we don't fund more space exploration and deep sea exploration it just drives me bananas what,
0: what's it for man what's, yeah, the, what's yeah. the end game what do you get out of it we've got problems here <laughs> apart on from Earth, just man. inspiring an entire generation to become scientists and engineers yeah, I mean, and wouldn't
3: that be great if we all just uh, aspired to uh move off this rock and explore other places yeah. but yeah
0: and just you know the huge amounts of scientific advance that came out of people who were kids when we landed course. on the moon yeah and then when I want to be a scientist. But apart from that, you know, what's the point? What's the advantage of doing any of that stuff? We have the, I mean,
1: yeah, we could colonize Mars, but I think a 30 foot wall along America's southern border would look pretty sweet. Oh, that'll too. be
3: super sweet. I can't wait. All that rebar and concrete that has to be. <laughs> oh, we're going to spend billions on that thing with trillions on that thing. It's going to uh, be a disaster. But
1: you know who's going to pay for it? You know who's going to pay for it? Oh, you mean... Oh, he's going to thank us. He's going to thank <laughs> us for paying for it. That's uh, pretty spying. Uh, uh,
0: August 5th, uh, 2011 is when Juno launched. So, yeah, it's pretty much exactly wow. five years ago. Um, yeah, that's the thing that's... Uh, well, some of those missions... like um, Some of those missions were launched, like, a decade ago.
1: Yeah, New Horizons took ten years to get to Pluto, right?
0: Yeah, so they just set it off ten years ago. Everyone goes on to other jobs. And then we some did, of them aren't even working at NASA anymore. Yeah. They've moved on to like SpaceX or private research labs or other or space agencies. Um, that's just yeah, and then like ten years later, they get the notification that oh yeah yeah, by the way, it made it. Yeah, got the Pluto's orbit. That's reply.
1: so crazy. Come on back. Yeah, well, considering we'll pay for, we'll we live... pay for half of dinner. Come yeah, come <laughs> back to uh...
0: <laughs> when we we all work in a job that has the most instant gratification. Oh yeah, like you we don't, you don't even wait. You don't even wait a second after a joke to find out whether it worked or not. Yeah, like you, <laughs> either, you either get a yes or a no instantly from the audience, and that's and that's already like too much. That yeah. wait is already. Imagine sending so, stuff off imagine five years.
1: To, even just trying to do jokes from Mars and just having to wait just the, the fourteen minutes. Oh uh, that's the last probably why they back. don't
0: do like, they keep comedy clubs really like within the same astronomical body. Yeah makes sense. It's yeah. Be, I mean the, that would be the
3: ultimate here. seven minutes in purgatory though, yeah. wouldn't it? Like
4: <laughs> you're waiting for fourteen
0: day, for fourteen
3: light years in purgatory. <laughs> you're just on another planet and you have to tell your jokes and it takes almost
0: fourteen years for them to reach us. Right. And then, and then another fourteen years to get Hear their laugh <laughs> or lack of laugh, uh,
1: man. Ah, Mars is so LOL, red. Well. Nice. <laughs> How red is it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, I died.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we saw Derek and I were walking in, in uh, by UCB the other night, and some guy had a telescope out, and we saw Saturn.
0: Oh, cool! Sick. Nice. I've never seen, never seen anything With like enough it. clarity to like see rings and stuff. Yeah, or? yeah, no. amazing. Yeah, That's yeah, really cool. Like I um. I think I saw it for the first time properly
2: at the um, the observatory. At Griffith, somebody was saying that, that if you go there at night, they just have telescopes lined up. Uh, it's just planets. it's
0: just the well, they might have the, like the little ones lined up, but they also just let you use the big telescope. They just That's have so a bad. line, and it you know we were waiting in line for maybe twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, and then and they have people there who I don't know what level of astronomer they are, right. but they people there who can kind of point out stuff and tell you what you're looking at. And they'll, they'll line it up. You can say, I want to see this planet or something, it's, or, and line it, it up, or... It's normally fixed on a specific point. Okay. like that. Whatever the it...
2: best view is or something for that night, like whatever the best planet in view yeah, is. Yeah,
0: so this time they had it just pointed. And it was, you know, it's a clear night, as it often is in LA. Uh, and they just had it pointed, oh, wow. this huge telescope pointed at Saturn. So sick. Yeah, I mean, it's just there as a free, completely free resource. It's so
3: crazy. We climbed uh, when when the meteors were uh, uh, when they when Uranus was getting pummeled by meteors. A few. This is probably 15 years ago. I think. Uh-huh. Uh, we climbed the summit of Mount Rainier. It took us two days to get up there to camp, and then we set up a huge high power telescope that my friend brought just to watch it. Wow! And it was the coolest thing because we were so high up, and you could literally it was like watching it on television. It was so perfect. It was so it was so beautiful, and and so it looked like you were just watching it on a screen. It's that close. That's amazing. Watching the meteors hit in real time is awesome. pretty crazy. So,
0: so uh, yeah, wherever you are in the world, check out. I'm sure this isn't unique to L.A. I'm sure no. there are plenty of. Um, I don't know about plenty, but uh, maybe not yeah. on the same size and scale. But I'm sure there are a fair number of local uh, astronomy departments and yeah. resources. We saw, I mean, he had, a t- he
2: had like a. Like a three foot telescope Probably I mean oh. And he was just, just letting people Who are walking past Have a quick look He had a tip jar I guess I didn't realize that he yeah, told uh, me he had a tip jar And I was like Fuck man I felt bad Because that's something I would definitely give A couple bucks for To that's see yeah. Saturn That's, it. that's, that's a
0: cool day. way of busking I've never known Astronomical yeah, yeah. busking before And he said he was so
2: Like chill about it We're like We walked by And we saw that he was looking And Derek's like Can we look? He's like You're missing out if you don't
0: uh-huh. he <laughs> kind of slid back <laughs> like alright <laughs>
1: And then he, well, he was covered in silver paint and standing the really still also, right? double his money. Yeah, and he was
0: playing Wonderwall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the
1: perfect muskix song. Oh, my God. Uh, fun fact about Juno, guys. Do you know it's carrying a plaque uh, dedicated to Galileo Galilei? And that was provided by the Italian Space Agency. It's made of flight-grade aluminum, and it depicts a portrait of Galileo and a text in Galileo's own hand penned in January 1610. It also has three Lego minifigures representing Galileo, the Roman god Jupiter and his sister and wife, the goddess Juno. So there's three Legos. I'm sorry, Lego figures because there's no plural of Legos as Jesse taught us, right?
0: Or isn't that a thing? I think he's, that's an American thing because I've always known it to be of, Lego. Uh, yeah, like in Britain, you go, "Oh, you're playing with Lego," and then Americans say, "We're playing with Legos," and that gets Jesse really mad. So now we yeah, say I never Lego. thought about it.
1: Like, uh, yeah. But yeah, there's three Lego figures on <laughs> Juno. Um, they're they're painted white. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah, there's, there's a couple it's Legos. Very, very, there's that's a couple so Lego. Cool that
0: Lego is up there. Yeah. Over Lego's in, in
3: space.
1: Lego's in space. Lego mm-hmm. in space.
0: And Galileo's yeah. little plaque there is a big fuck you to the Catholic Church,
1: mm-hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he, and Galileo has a little uh his figure has a tiny little telescope he's carrying. Awesome. See that? It's cute. Someone'll
2: see. That's it.
0: adorable. Yeah. And a tiny even tinier tip jar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Please. <laughs> Please. And a super tiny cigarette. Like a super, super tiny, oh, yeah, that's barely right. there cigarette. The guy had like a barely there cigarette. Yeah, it, was it was one of those like right between the knuckle cigarettes. Yeah. Well, and then next
1: guys. to the bucket, there's a sign that says, why lie? It's for beer. Come on, guys. <laughs> this is a fun loving. Uh...
3: He's wearing a T-shirt that says, fuck the milk tits, wear the whiskey tits.
0: <laughs> hey, do we want a good Australian story? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think uh, you're talking about the one I think you're talking yeah, about. that Justin Broad sent in for the show, Justin Broad. Uh, AIDS epidemic, no longer a public health issue in Australia, scientists say. The nation's top scientists have declared the end of AIDS as a public health issue as Australia joins the ranks of a select few countries which which have successfully beaten the epidemic. The number of Australians being diagnosed with AIDS each year is now so small. uh, Researchers from the Kirby and Peter Doherty Institutes and the Australian Federation of AIDS Organizations have announced the age of the fatal syndrome over... AIDS cases in Australia have plummeted since the advent of antiretroviral medication in the mid-90s, which stops HIV from progressing to AIDS, where the immune system is so badly damaged it cannot fight off infection. At its peak in the early 90s, about 1,000 Australians died from it every year. However, Professor Andrew Grulich, head of the HIV Epidemiology and Prevention Program at the Kirby Institute, said the number was now so low, it was not even recorded. These days we don't even monitor it It's a transitory thing for most people People have AIDS and they go on treatment And they don't have AIDS anymore While the fight against HIV is still ongoing um, Professor Grulich said The change to the incidence of AIDS Has been nothing, nothing short of miraculous It's pretty much dealt with as a public health issue The only cases we see of AIDS these days Are people undiagnosed with HIV So they can't be treated uh, And then he goes on to tell a story Of a specific person who Thought it was a death sentence uh, when he was diagnosed with HIV, he was given three years to live three decades ago and never imagined he would live to see the end of AIDS.
1: So now everybody has Magic Johnson AIDS. It <laughs> uh,
0: sounds like. If you catch it in time. If you
1: catch it, you can just totally... If you have, if you have the resources, you have the money, you yeah, can always... Yeah, it's now,
0: it's, now di- it's now being re- uh, categorized from a universal death sentence to a chronic manageable disease. That is amazing.
3: Like, I'm, I'm 46, so I was 11 years old, or probably 11 or 12 years old, when the AIDS epidemic hit. Right. And I never thought I would live to see the, 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 it get eradicated, ever. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, to the point where, I mean, you know, my sister and I both had friends who died in the late 80s and early 90s from AIDS complications. I never thought that I would see the end of it. It's nuts.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's you know, still not the end of it. It's still, like, right, it's still, still not a it's good thing to enough have. that yeah. it's... That yeah, and even even with it, like even with the antiretroviral medication, while it pretty much like your lifespan is pretty close to what it would be without, there are still complications and difficulties. Like, I got a friend with HIV and she's on all the meds, but she still has to be like illnesses hit her harder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. she you has to, to
2: live life more careful. Yeah, not, like, she's no she no still no a,
0: yeah she can I think she can she can drink and she can take stuff, but she's she's advised. For example, I think it's quite similar advice to if you're pregnant. Uh, like, sort of avoid, avoid raw fish, avoid... Roller uh, coasters. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lift any heavy boxes. Yeah. <laughs> lift from your back, lift from your back, use your knees. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, you get, you get seats on the train, that kind of thing. <laughs> um,
1: that is, that's cause for celebration. I'm surprised that the U.S. hasn't similarly, you know, at least... Officially gotten AIDS, if not HIV, under control. Yeah, it's if all
0: weird it that the US, is... that doesn't have universal healthcare, yeah, it's so- somehow oh, okay, has just, yeah, yeah, it's totally right, wait, what am I here. saying? Yeah, that's, uh, that's all it is. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: That's so I mean, in, in, as long as you have the money, as long as you have the, the millions of dollars it takes to treat it, then you'll be in good shape. It's, yeah, yeah it just sucks that that's all it
2: is. It's just um, they could make it less expensive here, and they don't. Ugh
0: yeah uh so it still says one of the big problems is people not getting tested and turning up with advanced hiv infection when they first get diagnosed and now it also says the main priority is to set their sights on the rest of the world particularly in countries in the asia pacific region where 180,000 cases of aids and 1.2 million cases of hiv are reported each year um uh australia has previously committed 200 million to the global fund set up to distribute resources internationally to target hiv and aids but more is required um, but yeah, I think between sort of the antiretroviral treatment for people who have HIV and also now PrEP, I believe, is really mm. like the pre-exposure.
1: Yeah, which, w- is there a fight against getting that out? Because then people think it's going to be encouraging people to be riskier.
0: Yeah, and I, th- uh, there are certainly people who campaign against that and they're quite similar to the people who campaign against giving, uh, girls the HPV vaccine yeah, yeah. and you like, fuck you. That's like, so yes, dumb. Yes, there are definitely... Yes, there are definitely some people who will t- engage in more risky behavior because of the prep. But that's countered by the many, many more people who would have engaged in that risky behavior anyway. Or even just shit goes wrong. Like yeah. condoms break during sure. the heat the moment, like stuff fucks up. And the fact that if you are on that prep, then you have a good chance of not contracting HIV when you previously would have done. Um, well,
3: we're still, we're, America is still, it's now like the new old Roman Empire. So a lot of our politics are, are controlled by right-wing religious fundamentalists, yeah. and yeah. that's why they don't want to give—and it's men. It's, it's older, white, Christian men who and are it's like, we AIDS, don't want women to— It's do.
0: our old friend, the AHF, the AIDS Healthcare mm-hmm. Foundation, who have posters all over LA, and everyone's like, oh, there's a funny poster, and they do great work, and they do all the free AIDS testing. And they're anti-prep? They are fucks. They're also the ones who are behind the condom law that all, everyone in porn is fighting. Uh... Oh, wait, wait, that's bad that they're trying to advocate for... First of all, you've you've offended offended Sean Jordan, he has weaseling. I gotta gotta go. I'm sorry, guys, right in the middle of of the AIDS Sean, you've got to run off. Where can our listeners find out about you and your work? Uh, SeanJordanComedy.com,
2: Sean Sean S. Jordan on Twitter, Sean Cougar Mellon Jordan on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I always like saying that one. It's fun. Twitter's too long. They won't give you that long of a handle, so I can't do it.
0: But yeah. Thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you guys for having me so much. I'm sorry I gotta go, but I have... uh, until stand-up pays all the bills. Have another job. Understood. So, yep. I will. I'll see you guys all very soon. Probably Sunday. See
0: you cool. then. See yeah. you. Um, yeah, they're behind the law. Um, firstly, the AHF makes a shit ton of money from the public purse from all of these tests that they do. Mm-hmm. And they have a history of bullying out smaller organizations what? that do the wow. similar thing. Uh, no but, no we idea. probably talked about I, this and I just we forgot We have already. talked about yeah, this. Because there's, just, uh, cause uh, there's uh, elements to the laws. Like, absolutely, there are abuses in porn. And absolutely, people in porn should have the choice of using condoms or not but this law would mean that they don't have the choice and, and they it have, further they means have to. yeah and yeah. it further means the way that the law is currently being pushed um any private citizen can bring a private prosecution uh against a porn performer who isn't using a condom and as part of that deposition then they get their personal information which means let's say for example as often happens people who are partnered do porn together right. like say a husband and mm-hmm. wife who also make uh, also have a clip store and make their own porn mm-hmm. and don't use condoms because why would they? Um, the wife's stalker can now bring a private prosecution and against her because she wasn't using a condom in there. Her address and, and get, name. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. And so fuck you, the AHF.
1: Interesting. I mean, but then again, I, I can see from like an OSHA sort of standpoint how there's an argument for... Well, that's for- what they're pushing.
0: They're pushing it through OSHA. But then again, and again, there's... um there was this huge there was this big hearing recently in california where a whole lot of people in porn gave like like good science like because there are people in porn who have sort of science backgrounds and like evidence and academic backgrounds and they gave like sort of here are factual evidence-based reasons why this law is a ineffective and b actively harmful Mm -hmm. and uh and it's being shouted down by just moralizing without evidence
1: yeah yeah yeah, and it seems like the line can be blurred so easily if you're just using. I mean, if you just used your phone and shot a video of you with your spouse or something, and then that leaked, is that is that now porn? And are you now susceptible to being? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like,
0: or, or leaked, or even you just put even it up intentionally like, or not intentionally. Whatever, yeah, you just reason, put it up because like, that's your. Yeah. Because that's what you like doing. There are plenty of people like amateur not, couples. I wasn't judging. I was just no, saying, no, 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 like, exactly. W-
1: when does it become porn, and when is it? Uh, yeah, are you, when when are you subject
3: to the rules of these? Well, okay. And then doesn't doesn't that also become? Doesn't that also sort of get into the into a First Amendment issue as well? Because if you are a porn performer, then you are you are literally practicing your First Amendment right to free speech. Yeah. So now your First Amendment right to free speech is somehow technically, uh, through a loophole, being controlled by somebody else.
1: Yeah, yeah. I could see that argument. And I've also heard people say, and I don't know if it's true or not, but, you know, like they get they tested so much more often than the regular public that it's probably safer sex well, than that, the that uh, is Well, that had. is the they other had fact. The
3: outbreak that shut it down for like six months. I mean, they couldn't film anything. I mean, it, yeah.
1: It, it, yeah. Which crippled. is an argument for why it works because one time and then it
0: gets... Yeah, So uh, the best... Uh, yeah, um... Like, it is arguable that there are many, many other industries with much higher risks that don't yeah. face those regulations. Food handling.
3: Right. <laughs> food handling has far more risks of out- like E. coli, hepatitis, uh, bloodborne, borne inf- uh, 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 water-borne infections that people get all the time. People, Which is why
0: I think all food handlers should wear condoms. Mm-hmm. On their entire body. Yeah. I
3: like that they make food handlers wear gloves uh, all day and they don't change them. <laughs> like somehow they're just supposed the gloves are just to protect them from the food i've seen people that's just that just
0: becomes a basically a replacement hand it's just the same as skin yeah. it's like, just skin that you peel off at the end of the day
3: watching food handlers handle money
0: and then go get your food Oh, that part yeah then, the money
1: thing i never i thought you meant like, ch- like handling raw chicken and then something else I'm no like, I think i've never know. no but i've totally
0: seen off. that yeah. i've seen food handlers wear a wear a plastic glove then take your money then touch your sandwich right, and yeah. you go like well that that What's what's the point yeah. now Or this even is... then
1: Like uh, a donut place Just taking out that tissue Grabbing the donut And then putting the Presumably germ laden tissue In the bag With the donut <laughs> I'm like, Why did you Why? <laughs> The whole point was To have your germ Separate from that? Yeah the...
3: I don't want Your dirty finger tissue In my bag yeah. full of donuts Now All I'm right. just eating Whatever you had Yeah so the food The food industry to me Is far more disgusting Than the porn industry
1: <laughs> And worse for public health
3: Yeah yeah, yeah. What's uh, been oh. more harmful To people Porn or Chipotle
1: I mean, Chipotle's one of the good ones. Come on. Can't we just... We can cut them a <laughs> break, right? Didn't they just have an outbreak? Mm-hmm. But still, it's delicious. Come on. is <laughs> just so good. Um, we have a second piece of good news that also is uh, surprising for someone who grew up in the 80s and thought this would never happen. Uh, the ozone hole is really healing. It's bananas. It's actually healing. It took... Uh, it might take almost 30 years, but environmental policies do sometimes work. At least that's the conclusion that can be drawn from an article published in Science. Researchers revealed the data showed that the ozone layer over Antarctica shows signs of healing thanks to the signing of the Montreal Protocol back in 1987. And that was an international treaty that countries agreed to use to reduce the use of ozone-depleting substances like chlorofluorocarbons, which were found in a wide variety of consumer and industrial products at the time. And that plan went into effect in 89, and now 27 years later, it seems to be working, according to this study. Uh, It shows the hole has shrunk by by 1.5 million square miles since its peak in 2000. (laughs) thanks to a combination and reduction of CFCs and changing weather patterns. Uh, ozone high in the atmosphere helps protect life on Earth from harmful radiation, and depletions in that layer are common in the summer months over Antarctica, over the Antarctic, uh, leading to the seasonal ozone hole that researchers are monitoring. And if things go well, the hole could heal completely by the 2050s. So it's pretty exciting. Um, Susan Solomon, lead author of the study, said it, it brings so much of her own work over 30 years full circle. She was also one of the scientists who called for the Montreal Protocol back in 87. Um, science was helpful in showing the path. Diplomats and countries and, and industry were incredibly able in charting a pathway out of these molecules. And now we're actively seeing... We've actually, we've actually seen the planet starting to get better. It's a wonderful thing.
0: Uh, yeah, so in 87, Solomon's own work uh, showed that CFCs could break down into chlorine... <laughs> and make their way into clouds in the stratosphere. When the chlorine interacts with sunlight in these clouds, it eats away at the ozone in the atmosphere. Uh, now there are CFC bands in place, those interactions happen less often, and the ozone hole should be getting smaller and smaller. Uh, there is one hitch, and that is volcanic eruptions. In recent years, volcanic activity has hindered the healing process, with volcanoes sending damaging aerosols high into the atmosphere where they damage the ozone layer. In particular, the eruptions of... Uh, Good uh, luck with this one. Yeah. <laughs> Puyehu cordon collie in twenty eleven and Calbuco uh, in twenty fifteen contributed to much larger holes than would normally be expected. Um in fact the twenty fifteen hole was the largest on record. This
1: we, is the first time I knew that it was a seasonal hole, also I didn't realize it didn't even go by
3: yeah. <laughs> but it also means we need to keep up the regulations in place that we signed in that accord, which is I think a a big part of that is making because there's so much climate denial uh, uh, against science, the science right, of, of right. climatology, and it's a real weird place we're in right now because it seems to be a very anti-intellectual stand, uh, standoff between uh, old-school uh, fundamentalists in Congress and the Senate and even in the UN that don't believe that this is a real thing.
0: Yeah, they They was, just think that it's yeah.
3: a – they just – oh, it's just God. God will provide. God there will make sure that There was
0: a story that I saw the other day that uh, if Donald Trump were to win – he would be the only head of state now in the world who doesn't believe in global warming.
1: Oh, does he not believe? I didn't actually no, know he he'd say well, that. He, on he's, I think it's That's one of those great. ones, like
0: with many of Donald Trump's other beliefs, like his sort of sudden opposition to abortion and. Oh, okay. Just like where he was, he you, has, you know, he was pro-choice in the eighties and nineties, and now it's just convenient to pretend the opposite. Yeah, he's an intellectual tumbleweed.
1: His yeah. stance on Which, Brexit was so great. Did you hear before before it happened? He was asked about it, and he obviously hadn't even heard of it. No. and he just hemmed and hawed and, and said he was in, he was in favor and against and then he said also you shouldn't listen to me like really i miss that <laughs> um
0: well, the, the thing the thing that was amazing about uh his abortion stance is because he's not au fait with the language of the christian right in america he accidentally like <laughs> let slip the horrible truth at the ba- like when he gave that interview and and he sort of said uh well what sh- so what should someone who or a woman who has an abortion like should she be punished and he went like yes there should be punishment which should be the case if you believe the american right wing like if you believe that version if you believe that abortion is murder then yeah the woman who has an abortion is guilty of murder so she should absolutely be punished but of course the the America, the Christian right, has now got far too smart for that. So they dance around in these in these sort of yeah. like weird little double-think where they're like, "Well, she's not a fool. She's a victim of the system." Blah, blah, blah. like, like, <laughs> he just didn't know what the party <laughs> he, line was. Yeah, he on didn't. This. He didn't know. He didn't know the doublethink. He didn't know how to do the correct bullshit intellectual trickery. So he accidentally sort of. Arrowed in on oh, the Lord. the truth at the heart of what it is they're saying. Like, well, yeah, absolutely, think, the woman should be punished yeah. if if well, if, if they you genuinely outlaw. believe that this thing is murder, then that's what. And then you, How does oh, the but ra- the woman shouldn't be punished, so maybe we shouldn't outlaw. Oh no 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 oh, no! no. Like, it's just like he acts. To, and then he sort of revised his position half a day later when he realized that it's he'd so stepped easy to, in it.
3: It's so easy to get him in the corner and just rabbit-punch yeah. him on facts because he doesn't even have... I don't think he has it a real matter. firm belief system, yeah.
0: No, yeah, he has not.
1: And the only way he can lose any of his... First of all, he's going to lose in the biggest electoral college landslide of all time. Yeah. Mark my words. Nothing to be worried about. But the only possible way he could lose the people he already has is I'm if he s- suddenly starts to... At all
0: acquiesce on anything like as long as he never i 'm still worried just because of what happened in Brexit, just because um, oh, no, no. facts and evidence was beat was beaten out by emotion and dogma true. Uh,
3: I think that we 're going to see a groundswell though of young voters coming out for the first time. I think we 're think... going to see a hmm. major groundswell of millennials coming out to vote. I really do feel like when we get past the the conventions. And after summer's over You're going to see a lot of young people Who are like Well this actually matters to me Because they're going to I think there's going to be A much more Much more of an awakening To how scary this guy's uh, Anti-intellectualism is Yeah And his followers I mean the people that support him Are just these troglodytes Just mainly uh, Well I mean it's just It's it's a movement It's an anti-think movement
1: Yeah Actually 538.com Gives Trump a 33% chance of winning That's way I thought it would be Way lower than that
3: um, it'll go yeah. down after the convention when there's a mass shooting in front of it. I mean, in <laughs> Cleveland, everybody's bringing guns to this thing, so... Oh, my God. And then the protests. it That'll go down guns, or go up? It'll go down. Trump's uh, chances will go down? I mean, his chances... I guess his chances of losing will go up. Excuse me.
1: Oh, no, his chances yeah. of winning right now are at 33%, okay. according to Nate Silver.
0: Uh, Britain now has an anti-science prime minister... Um, Wait, who's Prime Minister now? Theresa May is now Prime Minister. As of when? As of yesterday. Monday or yesterday. Oh, I didn't, didn't even hear yeah, this. Like it, it, It's so... Again, this has happened because Britain wanted to take its sovereignty back and be it's more so democratic, crazy. and now we have a Prime Minister who has been elected and chosen by no one, not even her own party, because everyone else just dropped out of the race.
1: Oh, because no one wants to have to handle what's what's to come now.
0: And, and just... it's sort of... Um, they sort of filtered out one by one, and it got down to her, Andrea Leadsom, and Michael Gove. And Michael Gove was kind of seen as the person who betrayed Boris Johnson and the schemer, so he sort of got knocked off the bottom. And then it was down to her, Theresa May and Andrea Leadsom. And Andrea Leadsom had the path that often happens in American politics in the primaries with outsider candidates, like the sort of Herman Cain effect, where she came from nowhere... So she was seen as a breath of fresh air, so she had, like, an instant burst of support. And, but then, because she'd come from nowhere and she hadn't been hardened by 20 years of politics, right, right. she didn't know how to play the game and she had a lot of skeletons in her closet that hadn't been examined. So just instantly she starts to get picked apart by the press. Um, her CV looked embellished, like she she claimed to have worked in finance, uh and she's like that was sort of seen like she has all this economic background but actually she sort of worked on more of a hr and personnel side of these finance companies and then she gave a car crash of an interview where she she wanted to say that her that being a parent gives her a stake in the future and gives her a real intention for making the country better but she managed to phrase it in a way that looked like she was having a go at theresa may who was childless uh, like oh, that's tricky. And, and childless mm. for biological reasons. Oh. Um, <laughs> Jesus. And and so it just it just like she just she tumbled out. So now Theresa May just sort of automatically became prime minister because she was now unopposed. Um, and she's the one who we've talked about this on the show before. She when she was home secretary, she was the one who brought in the um the new psychoactive substances bill that we were talking about that was oh, so. Uh-oh. It was meant to be a catch-all to kind of cover new designer drugs, but it was written so vaguely and so unscientifically, they had to bring in exemptions for things like food, because food could be covered by that law. And also, she was behind the electronic surveillance bill that, again, all experts have said, Uh. you can't build a backdoor into this software that is both secure for everything we use the internet for, like international banking and transactions and stuff, that wouldn't also let in hackers and the government of Iran or Russia right, or you know right. you, you can't have both things. You can't have a door in the technology and the encryption world that will only let through the good guys. Like it yeah. doesn't work that way. So she's ignores all that stuff. So that's our new prime minister. That's our how, new. How does it feel? And like she's the best of a terrible bunch. That was the, I was actually rooting for her because the God others was else so bad. Oh, God, that, that she was like. Oh, God, well, she's not... And no, she's fucking awful! No, she's awful, but she's just, like, stood next to... Awful. I love... And really then she do. brings Boris Johnson straight back into government. So like, oh. fuck her. Anyway.
3: I love how he just fucking... He just peaced out the minute everything happened, Boris Johnson was like, I I don't want any... I can't be... Prim- I'll see you guys later. I'm gonna get yeah. in the car <laughs> and drive away. Wait,
0: not Boris... Uh, you mean, uh... Can't, it- Boris well- Johnson and Farage both sort of resigned. Yeah. Uh boris it turns out eventually because he got basically outgamed but now he's straight back in parliament now he's straight back in the cabinet um as foreign secretary when he has a history of racist statements and utter ignorance towards other countries and how does it feel to have lost your intellectual superiority as depressed it's incredibly depressing uh-huh. i've gained three minutes of stand-up at the expense of the world Worth it. Hashtag I mean, I guess
1: it. when I
3: keep saying it can't happen here, it probably could happen here. I, no, mean, I,
1: but I don't think that there's any way to spin. I don't think you can really compare this yes or no vote that people didn't understand that well to a presidential campaign. Like it's,
3: it's true, but I mean, you know, you do see the. I mean, you do see the power and the allure uh, that people uh, like they, that they're finding in a movement that just appeals to their base nature.
0: Right. Yeah, and the, the fuck you vote, which is what a lot of people. Oh, I the guarantee outsiderism- there's a shit ton of uh, Sanders supporters uh, that
3: are going to go uh, uh they're going to go for Trump because they're so yeah, hey, they're so or- intellectually stymied to begin with that they didn't they don't understand what politics are. I, I I truly think this is why Trump has been so attractive to people is because there's this there's a huge subculture of people who don't engage in politics because they don't understand uh, all of the intricacies and now they've had somebody who's like a circus barker who talks right at them
0: and now they're yeah. like i'm in politics and I'm it's part of politics it's really now. it's really tempting the fuck you vote is really tempting and that's why um that's a large reason why the the brexit vote won is a lot of people who are uh f- disenfranchised from politics and from society um, they've suffered through seven years of conservative party austerity measures that have really just crushed their lives. Um, a million people are now using food banks in the UK when the previous number was like 60,000. Damn. Um, it's re- the con- country has been really, really fucked by the conservatives under the guise of fixing the economy. Yeah. Um, more and more money has been filtered to the richest. More and more public services have been privatized and people are being told that things are better while they're not feeling it, and then suddenly they get a chance to just stick it to the establishment, to stick it... And a lot of people have subsequently come out and said they voted for Brexit just because they they didn't think it would win, they just wanted to register a protest vote. And That's enough people so then... That's... Yeah, and I'm sure people, that'll happen, that could happen with Trump. Like, people will vote Trump as a protest vote, and then if he were to get in the next day, they'd be like, oh, he wasn't... I didn't want him to win, I just wanted to be like... Fuck you Hillary, fuck you the uh, establishment. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a great op-ed that David Brooks wrote in the New York Times I just looked up from February where he's talking about everyone's a desire to see an outsider and not realizing like no politics is all about compromise. That's why we put in place these systems is because we aren't uh as we we don't all agree. So we have to find a way to have yeah. everyone be slightly
0: annoyed with the compromise, but find things we can all live with. I still love um Andy Richter's tweet from two elections ago. Which was just, I am not a politician. Vote for me to be head politician. Head politician.
1: Yeah, like in the op-ed he says, uh, the anti-politics people elect legislators who have no political skills or experience. That incompetence leads to dysfunctional government, which leads to more disgust with government, which leads to a demand for even more outsiders. Like, there's no end to that cycle. No. Like, when do people see, oh wait, they're all bad at it because we elected people that don't know how to do it. Like, what...
3: Um, yeah, politics is essential. I mean, that's there's a reason why there's a reason why there's a science to it, and and I think that a lot of a lot of people just don't understand. They th- that's what turns them off is they don't get that you have to you have to speak for everybody. You have to have a compromising voice, and you have to be you ha- you can't you have to be kind of a douche, a yeah, person yeah. you wouldn't want to hang out with, maybe
1: because you're too uh, trying to pl- yeah, it's, yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah <laughs> you're just a, a, a sycophant. But but at the same time, you know that's necessary for the the to, to, to grease the wheels of fucking democracy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's okay that it's a, a world of compromise that's, yeah. why, that's
3: how it has to be That's how we don't all have fucking Bibles in our rooms yeah. Like, that's, to keep those all out That's how that, that's why we have to have someone Who is metered in their their approach
0: but, Hey, you know a good type of voting? What is a good type of voting? Some people vote with money for us
3: Oh, this is true, a bunch
1: of them have in the last month and Loads
0: of been... people, because we haven't done this show for quite oh, some time And when I was on the road, remember. I didn't have the donations in front of me When I recorded that episode uh, from London uh, so we have a lot of donors to thank. Firstly, huge thank yous uh, to Linda Moulton for a month, very, very generous monthly donation, and also Catherine Lubiak, also very, very generous monthly donation. And our friend and regular story contributor Justin Broad has also given a pretty generous monthly donation it as has ro- from
1: very to pretty okay. it's pretty
0: like like it's a, it's, it's a very generous donation but trumped by very very generous donations from katherine and linda uh also also thank you very much rosie simonich as well uh, rosalie simonich rather uh who listens and donates from the woods and occasionally sends us pictures of that uh of her dog right and the dog yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's amazing um we have we have woods wood listeners (laughs) I don't know what you'd even call that Uh, also super thanks to James Cox Uh, Destruction Lane I'm sure not your real name that must be a business name Uh, Peter Long uh, Drew Chapman with a mathematical amount every month Uh, Matthew Arnold thank you very much Pandora Young David Wirth Uh, thank you Caroline Lako, that's very generous of you Paul Freeland uh, Zvonimir Kroons Uh, also big thanks to Lindsay Iserman Murphy Shane Stuart Holding uh, Emma Wilton Thank you very much. Uh, Peter Lipsy, Tony Johansson, James Casson, Brooks Gilmore, and Ben Marriott. Uh, and then uh, a couple of one-off donations of one-off from donations. Rob
1: Rencock and Mark McIntosh. Thank you, guys. So thank you
0: so much. Um, I've, we haven't said this for a while, but if anyone has attempted or has donated money to us and has not heard your name shouted out on the show, uh, that is an oversight on our part. Please don't feel like you're being in any route in any way rude just sending us an email saying hey what the fuck Uh, because we like to thank everyone who donates money to us it's extremely kind of you Uh,
1: I also uh, want to give a shout out to Aaron back in Ann Arbor my dad was at a picnic recently and met someone who listens to the show so thank you for making me look legitimate in the (laughs) eyes of my father
0: that's cool Um, other ways you can support the show we have t-shirts that we always forget to plug you can buy those uh, at what's well, so we we link to the t-shirts on probablyscience.com. Yeah,
1: if you go to probablyscience.com and just click on the uh, Amazon store, I think we also have a. I should check on that somewhere on probablyscience.com. You can find
0: a place to buy the t-shirts. Um, and we have our Amazon shopping link as well. If you are buying anything on Amazon, I should point out someone sent an email saying, "Hey, uh, you've had to go at Uber for being unethical as a company, but then you're." Well, playing we don't have to go
1: down this road, do we? Come yeah. on. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go all
0: ahead. All I say is like. If you are shopping on Amazon, I'm not specifically pushing you towards Amazon, but if you have to be shopping on Amazon anyway, yeah, use that's a our good link. way of doing it.
1: We we, we are uh, we are platform um, agnostic when it comes to retail purchases, <laughs> but you're probably already going to be using it. In which if, case, why not? If you us? are
0: using Amazon, use our link first. Set that as the bookmarks on your browser, so you don't have to remember it. Uh, and we get a kickback, and it does help out. It really helps out the show. So if you happen to be using Amazon through either the UK, the US, or the Canadian and Amazon And isn't store. there an
1: Australian one? or No, not? there isn't. Is okay, not for anyone okay. for
0: some reason. But uh, we have separate links for each of those three countries. So, yeah, use our link first. Cost you no extra. We get a kickback. And the other way you can really help us out is by spreading the word. I know a lot of you do that. You tweet, you Facebook, you tell your friends. Uh, you write nice things about us on iTunes and on Stitcher and your various other listening mediums of choice you give us nice ratings and all that kind of stuff really does help that helps spread the word helps us grow as a show helps us reach more people so we hugely appreciate that um we got time for one more story I think. yeah i
1: think there's another positive one we had three pretty um you know uh, uh, things that show that things are trending in a better direction than than donald trump's presence would have you believe uh, a couple of different listeners sent this in so we've talked in the past about how we were running out of helium and how Crucial, that is, for a lot of scientific endeavors and how people have been wasting it on balloons. And scientists were even saying, like, a, a helium balloon should cost, like, $7 for how much it wastes of this important resource that's finite. Yeah, I just found
0: out recently more about why helium is necessary when we were doing...
1: Oh, we by the way, we oh, should Oh, yeah, plug, uh, that, Jesus, why are we plugging that every week? Yes. We should
0: plug uh, How to Build Everything on the Science Channel, which yes. we are on and we co-wrote. Uh, I know we've, we've had some nice messages from you already. But, yeah, if you are in America or you have access to some kind of VPN so you can watch American shows from not america uh, check out How to Build Everything on the Science Channel, because we're on it, and we got it as a direct result of doing this show and from basically you guys making this happen. So thank you.
1: thanks, guys. Wednesdays at 10 o'clock on the Science Channel, How to Build Everything. You can also go to sciencechannel.com, and I think they have at least two episodes to stream in their entirety But
0: one of my episodes was MRI scanners. That was one of the things I had to write on. And essentially, helium is needed for that. Uh... Because an MRI scanner requires an extremely powerful electromagnet, and the only way you can really get that without it being extremely high resistance, you need to send a huge current through some metal, which huge current normally means huge resistance, which means huge amount of heat and you just can't, and a huge amount of energy and just impossible, unviable. But if you can cool it down to only a couple of degrees above absolute zero, then the metal becomes superconductive, and you can just feed current into it and it just keeps circulating without, it has effectively zero resistance. It keeps circulating without ever losing any of the energy. Um, and that's how you can have an extremely powerful electromagnet without costing an immense amount of money to run continually. And the only way you can do that really to get it that cold is with liquid helium. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is just one of the many medical uses, important uses for helium. Another being giving balloons to sick kids. Yeah, giving balloons to sick kids. (laughs) That's the other important... uh, We've all seen Patch Adams.
1: But yeah, Tom Drummond and Alan Williams both wrote in with a story that, guess what? Things might not be as bad as we thought. Uh, There was a a big find in Africa, enough enough helium to fill 600,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools, as as Alan said. And that's a great use for it right there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, in Tanzania... um, They found this giant reserve. Uh, A group of researchers from Oxford and Durham universities working with the Norwegian helium exploration company Helium-1 have discovered what they believe is a vast supply of the element in an unlikely place. Because
0: this is normally... Because most of the helium... We should also point out the reason why helium is so scarce is it actually... It's such a small and fast atom that it it moves quicker than the escape velocity for the Earth. So any helium that's around in the atmosphere just shoots off into space like it doesn't stay trapped in the atmosphere Oh, wow! Uh, That's an idea. so all the helium we have generally comes from alpha radiation mm-hmm. like alpha radiation is effectively a helium atom or a helium nucleus that gets fired off by an unstable uh atom uh which is just uh two neutrons two neutrons two protons yeah. and then along the way as it slows down it gathers two electrons and then then you have a helium atom and then scientists capture that before it goes off into space and put it in a balloon. And that's that's basically how it works. Mm-hmm. So now this is this new source of helium. Um, yeah,
1: they showed uh, that vol- volcanic activity provides the intense heat necessary to release the gas from ancient helium-bearing rocks, according to a statement from University of Oxford. Within the Tanzanian East African Rift Valley, volcanoes have released helium from ancient deep rocks and have trapped this helium in shallower gas fields.
0: So, so yeah. yeah the, the gas traps are often located too close to a volcano and the helium becomes heavily diluted by other gases such as carbon dioxide. But they are now, we're now working to identify the Goldilocks zone between the ancient crust and the modern volcanoes where the balance between helium release and volcanic dilution is just right, says Divina Danabalan of Durham University's uh, Department of Earth Sciences. Uh, and yeah, they're presenting the findings at this month's Goldschmidt Geochemistry Conference in Japan. Uh...
3: Which is weird because when they were they they almost didn't find it, but then when they were uh, they searched, they found a village full of people who had incredibly funny voices, <laughs> yeah. and so there we
0: go. Yeah, <laughs> and they were also melted like a lot of <laughs> these melted villagers. Um, the team estimates that just one part of the reserve in Tanzania could be as large as 54 billion cubic feet which is enough to fill more than 1.2 million medical MRI scanners. Jeez. Uh, To put the discovery into perspective, global consumption of helium is about 8 billion cubic feet um, per year, and the United States Federal Helium Reserve, which is the world's largest supplier, has a current reserve of just 24.2 BCF. Uh, So, holy crap. Um, So... The reserve is 24.2 and this is 54 billion. Jesus. Uh, total known reserves in the US are around 153 BCF. Um, oh, this is. Sorry, BCF is billion cubic feet. Okay. So. Okay, so the current reserve is 24.2 and the new reserve, the one part of the reserve in Tanzania, is 54. So it's twice the size of the whole United States Federal Helium Reserve. They measure in BCFs, not in not in KSSs. Yeah.
1: Not in Kardashian
0: Sweet 16s. Right, no. Okay. No.
3: But we're using eight eight billion per year. Is that what, is that what the first number was?
0: Yes. Uh yeah, we use we use eight billion a year. Uh the Federal Reserve is twenty four point two billion, and the total known reserves in the US are around 153 billion. So, now we're adding another $54 billion to that. So, this is a huge amount of extra helium. The thing I'm worried about, though, is I just I know how humans are. And so, we're just going to get uh, helium greedy? And we're just yeah. going to make think, even yeah. bigger mylar balloons? The United States
3: is going to have the world's biggest helium party?
0: Because <laughs> that is kind of what happens. Like, you sort of... The price will plummet if it's not controlled. But do you think that the wasteful
1: uses of helium have ever been really reined in by cost?
0: Have they been cost dependent? I think they would. Like, I think if you, like you said, the if a helium balloon worth seven dollars, like it should be, mm-hmm. rather than eighty cents or whatever it is. That,
3: I mean, how many cubic feet of helium does it take to power the Macy's Day Parade? Right, like, an right. immense amount.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a pretty huge one too.
1: And
3: just those balloons alone. I think we should go
0: back to using hydrogen. And just have that sort of element of I danger. Think until until anybody shows a problem with
1: it, why not just do it? Yeah, yeah. it seems like a safe and cheaper. Like alternative. you could just
0: you could look at it and just like imagine like the parade and just go like, wow, the humanity. <laughs> 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 hey, Derek, where can our listeners find out about you and your work? Uh, at
3: Derricktime.com or StandUpRecords.com uh, on Twitter at derek sheen, and uh, Instagram also at derek sheen, and Facebook on derek sheen. Everything's derek sheen
0: excellent that's d-e-r-e-k we are at uh at probably science we are individually at matt kirschen at andy t wood and also at jesse case also please give a listen to jesse versus cancer and hopefully i'm hoping we'll have jesse back in town soon because he's coming back right i
1: I think it won't be it was supposed to be this month i think it's not going to be until august but um we'll definitely get him back on as soon as he's here in town
0: that would be awesome um like we said before uh you can donate if by using the link at probablyscience.com. that's also where we post links to all of the stories uh you can email us probably at gmail.com you can tweet us at probably science, send us questions comments clarifications just things you want us to know uh pictures of yourself listening to the show uh pictures of yourself and various other poses just send us pictures <laughs> um we don't have any I- condom rules for what we can receive right no. Uh, okay. So just
1: whatever pictures you want. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. It can be. Yeah. Send us. Send us pictures of condoms. We we yet to see one. Let's Google con- Google. Image. Don't do this. not please. Don't actually do this.
3: I'm sending one right now. Actually.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Who was uh, that uh, listener back in the day who sent us a picture of his gun? He, like, okay. Let's not, let's
0: let's not bring, let's that, not bring
1: back. that back. <laughs> he doesn't know where we live. Or maybe he does. But I'm moving in two weeks. So who cares? The new address is
3: going to be totally secret. It's going to be like the. Wait a minute. He sent a picture of his gun. It was a a joke. I'm making air
1: quotes. Um, (laughs) It was not a threat. Uh,
0: Uh, We have the best
1: listeners, you guys. We have have great (laughs) listeners. We
0: we love all our listeners, even especially the armed ones. Uh, They protect us. They protect everybody. We love your emails. We love your questions and comments uh, and corrections. And we also love your donations. And we love it when you spread the word, as many of you do. So thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for listening. It's nice to be back in town. Uh, thank you, Derek. Thanks for having me on. This Thanks was great. And thank you, in absentia, Sean Jordan as well. Check him out. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.